Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the presence and power of God. I'm going to be with you for the next hour, but you can be with me on Sundays. We have services here in South Florida, 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m., two different services, two different encounters, two different messages Two different opportunities for you to see the life-changing work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Come on over to Awakening House of Prayer in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. If you're not in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, you can watch the first service online at ahop.online. Be sure to consider becoming a web church member. Tap into all of those teaching archives. Get your special prayer request line and let me be your pastor. Amen. God is good all the time. Today's broadcast brought to you by School of the Spirit, schoolofthespirit.tv. You're going to want to get in on the new series, which is based on my brand new forthcoming book, Decoding the Mysteries of Heaven's War Room. There's a webinar that goes deeper than a book and a book that goes deeper than the webinar, a one-two punch to help open your seer eyes to the mysteries of spiritual warfare from a heavenly perspective so that you can win the fights, the battles, Take your place in the army of God. Go over there to schoolofthespirit.tv. Make sure to use the special code MORNINGS for my friends on this broadcast. It's just for you. The code is MORNINGS. Anything over there you want to take, that discount code will work for you. Amen. God is so good. Today we are reading from my devotional evenings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. It was my second devotional and it's still something I love reading from with you from time to time. Today's devotion is titled, Let's Work Together. Let's work together. And here's what I heard the, heard the Lord say. You need to put all the thoughts that contradict the word of God out of your mind, every single 
one of them, says the Lord. Hmm. I cannot do that for you as much as I want to. I can help you discern the wrong thoughts. I can remind you of what the word says. It's up to you to remain close enough to me to hear the warnings. It's up to you to cast down those vain imaginations and wrong thoughts. I'm doing my part, and I'll help you do your part. Let's work together, says the Spirit of the living God. Come on, it's a partnership. Come on, how many of you want to partner with the Holy Ghost in every area of your life? How many of you think that if you just acknowledged him in all of your ways that he would direct your path. I'm here to tell you that he is willing and he is able and he is ready. Many times he's just waiting on us. Amen. Today's scripture references Hebrews 4, 12, John 14, 26, and 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. Now the prayer starter from the devotional, I hear you loud and clear. I will prize your loving voice over all others that come with lies to tear me down. Thank you for training my ear to hear and my eyes to see. Help me sharpen my discernment so that I can quickly cast down what is not of you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Father, we praise you this morning. We honor your holy name. (laughs) You are a worthy God a worthwhile God, a God worthy of our service, a God worthy of our allegiance, a God worthy of our undying love, a God who loves us with all of our, all of his heart, all of his mind, all of his soul, all of his strength. You are love and you love us with everything in you all the time. You wrap us in love. You lead us by love. You speak to us in that still small voice, motivated, by love. Father, help us to love you more. Help us, Lord, to really, for real, love you with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength. Help us to love you the way that you love us, with a perfect love. Father, we thank you that your word tells us that perfect love casts out fear. So, Lord, we must find ourselves perfect in love. We must press on toward perfection in love. We must press past the imperfection of our understanding of the God who is love. Those pictures that religion has painted of you, the inaccuracies that we were taught about your generous spirit, the mean, mad God in the sky who wants to crush us, with his mighty right hand. That's a lie from hell. He wants to love us. He doesn't want to have to crush us. He doesn't want to have to. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Eradicate every wrong picture of your spirit out of our mind. Lord, deliver us from wrong thinking about you. Deliver us from wrong concepts about who you are. Deliver us, God. Break the deception off our mind that religion planted, that the world planted, that humanistic and atheistic agendas planted in our minds. God, we've got to see you clearly. We must see you as you are. We must see you for who you are. We must no longer be uh, uh, walking around looking at God through a broken lens, through a skewed perspective, through a, a lens that's not accurate. Jesus. 
Would you help us, Lord? Because you are love and you are good. And yes, you are a judge, but you're also a bridegroom. You're also a king. Yes, you are a judge, but everything you do is motivated by love. Would you help us, Lord, today? Oh, Jesus. Jesus, would you help us? We want to work with you. We want to co-labor with Christ. We want to partner with the Holy Spirit, who is the change agent in the earth. We want to be part of the solution, prophetic solutionists, prophetic activists who see change in the earth, who see that great awakening that you've prophesied about. But it starts with us, Lord. Wake us up to the truth. Wake us up to the reality of who you are and who we are in you. Wake us up to what you've told us, the reality, the depth of your word that's profound but it's simple. It's the truth that sets us free. God, help us today to press in to the truth that sets us free. Help us, Lord, to focus our studies, focus our devotions, focus our time in prayer on pursuing the truth that sets us free because we don't want to walk around in bondage. We don't want to walk around uh, with with a chain around our ankle. We don't want to walk around with, with a cap of religion on our head. So we're thinking, our thinking, our thinking is just off. And I break all resistance to this broadcast right now in Jesus' name. Because there's somebody on here that you're in turmoil, you're in torment, and I can feel your pain, and I can feel the Lord wants to deliver you. There's someone on here, you're so hurt and you're so wounded. And when I began to speak about the love of God, you began to cringe and you began to get angry, and I feel your anger. And all of those out there that are hurt and wounded, all of those out there that are disappointed and disgusted, all of those out there who are disillusioned and disassociated, the Lord would say to you today, look to me. Stop looking around and about you for the answers. Look to me for the answers because I am your answer, man. And I had the answer before you encountered the problem, says the Lord. I am the one who can make it all right. I am the one who can work it out for your good. I am the one who can see you through to the end, to total restoration, to healing of your soul, to reconciliation where reconciliation needs to be found. I am the one you need to seek, says the Lord. Do not look to the arm of flesh, says God, but look to me, the author and finisher of your faith, the one who kept your soul, the one who woke you up this morning. I am giving you newness of life, but you must be willing to receive it, says the Lord. You must be willing to cast off the old in order to embrace the new. So let go of the hurt and let go of the pain and let go of the bitterness and let go of the unforgiveness and watch my healing power wash over you and begin to restore what the enemy stole. Watch as I work in your life in a way that makes your jaw drop, in a way that causes you to see my glory and my beauty. And I will give you beauty for ashes because I have the beauty to give. The enemy has left you with ashes, says the Lord, but I have beauty to give. The enemy has burned down your hope and your dreams, says the Lord, but I have beauty to give. And the beauty is what will remain because I am remaining in you as you abide in me. I 
remain in you. As you linger in my presence, I remain with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Even if you don't discern my presence, I remain with you and I remain in you and I remain around and about you. I will never leave you and forsake you, but you will become more aware of my presence as you focus on me instead of the pain. Focus on me instead of the hurts. Focus on me instead of the wounds. Focus on me instead of the bitterness. Focus on me, says the Lord, and I will lift you up and I will clean you off and I will bring you through to a better life, a life that I has not seen nor ear heard, but one that I planned for you all along before the enemy disrupted my plan for your life, says the Lord. Father, we thank you. We do. We cast off the pain right now. We cast off the offense right now. Come on. We cast off the disappointment right now. Come on. We're not going to be stuck in that quicksand. I just see a picture right now. And so many of you listening to the sound of my voice, and those who will watch the replay, literally the reason why you feel out of control is because you were in the enemy's quicksand. I wish you would hear me this morning. There's quicksand of bitterness. There's quicksand of unforgiveness. There's that quicksand of pain. And if you'll just reach up and grab a hold of God's hand, he will pull you up and out. And he will clean you off. And he will set you back on a right path. But you've got to let go. You've got to let go. You've got to avoid these traps of the enemy. If you don't shake it off, you'll end up sinking into it. I said, if you don't shake off the disappointment, you will end up sinking into it. It is hard to get out once you're down, but the Lord will intervene when you cry out to him, but it becomes harder to set your life straight when you're not looking at the Lord. Your willpower will only take you so far. So father, we shake off the disappointment. Come on, whatever you need to shake off, I want you to shake it off right now. I don't want to see you in that quicksand that I just saw in the spirit. We shake off the disappointment. Come on, we shake off the discouragement. Come on, what do you need to shake off? Come on, shake it off. We shake off the, uh, the, the unforgiveness. We shake off the depression. Come on, we shake off uh, the, the anger. We shake off the bitterness. Come on, we're shaking it off. We don't want, it, we don't want to sink into it. We want to shake it off. We shake off the depression. We shake off the desires, the, the desires of the flesh. We shake off the, the, we shake off the, 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 the anxiety and we shake off the fear and we shake off the loneliness and we shake off the betrayal and we shake it off. Lord, we don't want to sink down into it. So we're shaking it off. We're shaking that dust off our feet so the dust doesn't drag us down. So the dust doesn't keep us stuck in the past. We're shaking the dust off our feet so the dust doesn't keep us paralyzed in a reality that you never called us to walk in. We're shaking the dust off our feet so that dust doesn't keep us stuck in a place that you're trying to deliver us from. We're going to let it go. We're shaking it off. Come on, we're shaking it off. We're shaking off the distractions. We're shaking off the drama. We're shaking off the Jezebels. Come on. We're shaking off the witchcraft. Come on. We're shaking off these spiritual attacks. Come on. We're shaking it off. Just shake it off. We're shaking off the oppression and we're shaking off the heaviness. We're shaking it off. We don't want to be stuck. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help us. We get stuck when we won't shake off what you've called us to walk away from. 
So you had a moment in time where somebody betrayed you. Pull the knife out of your back and keep walking. Jesus will heal you as you walk. Remember the 10 lepers? And he said, now you're healed. Now go and present the offering to Moses. And the Bible says, as they walked in obedience to Jesus' instruction, they were healed. God doesn't want you walking around with a knife in your back. You can never heal when the knife's in your back. Pull it out. Pull it out. Pull it out and keep walking, and God will heal you as you walk. Jesus. We shake off the jealousy. Come on. We shake off the jealousy. Come on. We shake off the drama. We shake off the trauma. We shake off the abandonment. Come on. We shake off the witchcraft. We are not going to sink down into the miry clay, into the quicksand that the enemy has laid as a trap for us. We are not going to sit there and stare at our own life with eyes of self-pity when we are serving the almighty, all-powerful God who dwells on the inside of us. We shake off the loneliness. We shake off the witchcraft. We shake off, we shake off, we shake off, we shake off the fear and the depression. We shake off the infirmities. We shake off the addictions. Come on, just shake it off. Don't get stuck there. Can you see the strategy of the enemy? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Jesus. One many times, many years ago, a friend of mine, we were in Nicaragua, and he was carrying all the cameras. He was my camera assistant, and he stepped in quicksand and didn't see it. And I looked around, and he was not behind me, and I didn't know where he was. And I had walked on a mile because I was talking with somebody else, and we went back, and we found him, and he was up to his knees in the quicksand. Jesus. And you get stuck in that place. The enemy wants to leave you stuck there until finally that quicksand overwhelms you. What is the quicksand representing? It's whatever it represents to you. For some of you, the quicksand is unforgiveness. And you'll just sink deeper and deeper into that unforgiveness unless you shake it off. For some of you, that quicksand is witchcraft. And you'll just sink deeper and deeper into that witchcraft unless you shake it off. Some of you, it's jealousy. And you'll just sink deeper and deeper into that jealousy until you shake it off. And eventually it will overwhelm you. It will morph your personality to where people don't even know you anymore. That's why people get divorced and they walk away from friendships and get sit down from leadership positions because they didn't shake off something and it pulled them down into a quicksand named by whatever it was you wouldn't shake off. Are you following me? Father, help us. Help us. Come on, we shake off the negative thinking. We shake off the witchcraft. We shake off the doubt. We shake off the envy. Shake it off. We shake off the unforgiveness. We shake off the sin. We shake off the diseases. We shake off the offense. Come on, we shake it off. Some of you need to do a prophetic act and sit there and just shake it off. Shake your legs, shake your arms, shake your feet, shake your hair. Do something as a prophetic act to shake it off. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We shake off that sin. Shabbat. We shake off that resentment. Shabbat. We shake off those bad habits. We know better. We shake off those burdens. We cast them at your feet. We're not going to be overwhelmed by these things you didn't call us to walk with. You didn't call us to carry forgiveness. You didn't call us to kiss. Why? There's no grace for it, God. We see that now. There's no grace. 
to walk with unforgiveness. That's why it's so heavy. There's no grace for you to walk with jealousy. That's why it's so heavy. That's why it overwhelms you. There's grace to walk in love. There's grace to walk in peace. There's grace to walk in humility. There's grace to walk in hope. There's grace to walk in faith. There's no grace to walk in perversion. There's no grace to walk in sin. So Father, help us to shake it off because we refuse to allow ourselves to be overwhelmed. To let that quicksand swallow us up to where we don't even know who we are anymore. Stuck, beyond stuck, overwhelmed, beyond overwhelmed, lost. We may be saved, but we're lost. We may be going to heaven, but we're living in perpetual paralysis, stuck in a past that doesn't exist anymore. Come on, we're shaking off the past. We're shaking off the past. We're shaking off the past. There's no grace to walk in the past. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough troubles of its own. Walk in the present. Walk in the now. There's grace for today. And there's grace for tomorrow when you get to tomorrow. There's no grace for the past. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake off that negative mindset. Shake off the past. Shake it off. Come on, that's a big one. Shake off the fear of failure. Shake off. Shake it off. You don't want to be overwhelmed in that quicksand I saw. It just envelops your whole life. So, Father, we thank you that you help us to discern if we're carrying something that you've not given us the grace to carry. Help us to discern if we are walking in something you've not called us to walk in. And that's why we're so burdened. And that's why we're so weary. And that's why we're so overwhelmed. Because you didn't give us the grace to walk in that emotion, that mindset, that heart posture. Help us to listen to the words of our mouth. Because out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. Help us to see and hear our own words so that we understand where the enemy has trapped us in our mind. We thank you, Lord, that you are a God of freedom. And who the sun sets free is free indeed. And we give you praise. We give you honor. And we give you glory as deliverer. The one who helps us to shake it off. We can't even shake it off in our own strength. We can't get out of the quicksand in our own strength. We can't do anything in our own strength. Apart from you, we can do nothing. Your word tells us apart from you, we can do nothing. Your word makes it crystal clear apart from you, we can do nothing. But thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph. And thanks be to God because we can do all things in Christ Jesus who gives us strength. So Father, we trade our weakness for your strength. We trade our rebellion for obedience. We trade our offense for love. We trade our sickness for healing. We trade our sorrows for joy. We trade our, our ashes for beauty. We trade it in. It's a divine exchange this morning. We're not going to walk in the ways of the world. We're not going to walk in the ways of the enemy. We're not going to walk in the ways of the flesh. But we're going to walk in the ways of the spirit. That is our decree. That is our commitment. That is what we will do by the grace and the strength of God. Apart from you, we can't do it, but you want us to do this. You've made it possible for us to walk in love, to walk in the spirit, to walk in discernment, to walk in the gifts, to walk, walk, walk along the path you've created us for. You predestined us for good works. 
You didn't predestine us for jealousy and envy and Jezebelic tendencies. You didn't predestine us to walk in rebellion and, 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 and stubbornness and idolatry. You predestined us for good works in Christ to advance your kingdom. And that is our heart posture. That is what we will do. We will pray without ceasing. We will put our hand to the plow. We will walk with you and you will show us, lead us, guide us. And we will be successful. We will meditate on your word day and night. Be careful to do all that it says. Then we will find good success. We find good success when we walk in your spirit and when we walk in your word. And that is our commitment. The rest of the stuff, we're shaking it off. Come on, some of you want to know why your armor doesn't fit? Because you're trying to put on your armor over your unforgiveness. It doesn't work. The armor of God will not fit on top of your unforgiveness. The armor of God will not fit on top of your Jezebel spirit. The armor of God will not fit on top of your jealousy. The armor of God will not fit on top of your bitterness. The armor of God will not fit on top of your rebellion. The armor of God does not fit over these things. You've got to shake them off and take them off. Put on Christ. Then you can put on your armor. It's his armor. Come on. Yeah, the armor doesn't fit over your unforgiveness. Remember that. So you're going to go to battle with that unforgiveness in your heart. You're going without your armor. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. So who's ready to put on their armor? <laughs> who's ready to put on their armor? Because I want to pursue and subdue, but if you've still got your forgiveness on, you can't go with me. I said, I'm ready to pursue and subdue and go into the enemy's camp, take back what the devil stole. But if you are wearing your offense, you can't go with me because I'm not taking you with me unless you're armored up. You don't go into battle without armor. Who's with me? Did you shake it off? Did you shake it off? Did you shake it off? <laughs> Come on. I'm being a good leader. It would be suicide to go and pursue and subdue with unforgiveness in your heart. So if you haven't dealt with it yet, you can listen to this prayer, but you're going to have to go deal with the Lord and get that unforgiveness off you, get that Jezebel off you, get that witchcraft off you, that rebellion, that stubbornness, that jealousy, and come back and pray these prayers later. You can listen, but you can't engage if you, if you can't put your armor on. Come on, I'm just, I'm looking out for you. It'd be foolish. You'll get hit. You'll get knocked down. So the Lord began to speak to me a couple of months ago about pursue and subdue. I think it was the end of last year. Pursue and subdue. I'll probably teach a whole class on this at some point. Pursue and subdue. And you see this in Genesis 14, 14 through 16. When Abraham heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the 318 trained men who had been born in his own household. Then he pursued, what did he do? He pursued Ketelamur's army until he caught up with them at Dan. Then he divided his men and attacked during the night. Ketelamur's army fled, but Abram chased them. What did he do? He pursued. Abram chased them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. 
Abraham recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and other captives. You cannot subdue if you do not pursue. You got to go after what the devil stole. He's not just going to cough it up. You can't just lay there and feel sorry for yourself and wait for God to deal with the devil. God's already done everything he's going to do to deal with the devil. He gave you authority in the earth. And yes, he's sovereign. He can intervene. But most of the time, he waits for you to get enough unction and gumption to rise up and pursue. Go after the enemy. Go after what was lost with perseverance, with persistence. We must pursue. We must persist. We must run the devil down, run to the battle line, track him down. That's what David did in Ziglag. They burned down Ziglag. He pursued and subdued. He said to the Lord, shall I go up? He said, go up. You shall recover all. Pursue and subdue. You've got to have this mentality of pursuit. First thing you've got to be is a God chaser before you're a devil chaser. But if you just only pursue God... That's all you do, and you never pursue the enemy, you'll never subdue the enemy. Listen, when the devil comes and, and, and comes in, he just gives a, a, a just whacks you and then he runs off. You don't let him get away with that, because he'll keep doing it. If you don't stop him, you don't show him who who is king, and that's Jesus. If you don't use your authority, he'll keep on whacking you and running off. You gotta pursue him. You gotta go after him. You've got to persist in the warfare. And then you can subdue, you can conquer, you can crush the head of the snake. You can humble and spoil the principalities and powers, making an open show of them, putting them to shame. You can overcome, you can repress the devil that's been trying to repress you. You can suppress him, you can break his back, put your foot on his neck like Joshua's captains did. You can rule and reign with Christ in this earth. Pursue and subdue. So, Father, today, help us. Help us, Lord, because you've clothed us with strength for battle. You have clothed us with strength for battle. You subdue our adversaries beneath us as we run to the battle line, as we set out to subdue, as we pursue. You're there with your strength, with your spirit of might to help us. (laughs) Your hand is against our foes. Help us. Help us, Lord, to realize that you are for us and not against us, but we have to rise up and pursue. You don't do the pursuing for us. We have to pursue. So, Lord, put on us an apostolic grit. Come on. Put on us an apostolic grit. Lord, put upon us an apostolic grit, a no-turning-back-now mentality. The mentality that David had, the the mentality that, that David had when he pursued those who burned down Ziglag and took the women and the children. David's men wanted to stone him. He could have laid down and died. He could have stayed there and cried. But David knew his God. David knew that if he pursued under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, that he would subdue and he would recover all. So we go back into the enemy's camp today, God. We pursue the location of the enemy's camp. We pursue that place where the enemy has stored up our goods. And we're going to bind the strong man. 
How can you plunder the man's house unless you first bind the strong man? Then you can take what's there. So we bind the strong man. We bind the strong man. That's what Abraham did. He pursued with 318 men. He pursued and he subdued. He took Lot back and everything else. Recovery, recovery, recovery. So Father, we go into the enemy's camp. We pursue with an apostolic grit. We pursue with a holy determination. We pursue with everything in us, the, the, the enemy that you have assigned us to overtake in this season. Listen, it's not all about recovering everything. It's about being on the offense. So, Father, give us discernment. Give us discernment and an apostolic grit. Give us a discernment and a, and a determination to see your will done, to not allow the devil to have one inch of the promised land that you have provided for us. Help us, Lord, not for one moment to choose to, to cede ground to the enemy, but help us to pursue and eradicate our promised land from every demon power that's sitting and squatting on the land that you gave us. Help us, Lord, today. Give us that apostolic grit. I can't get off it. Give us that apostolic grit. Apostolic warfare invades territories and takes back what the devil stole and occupies the land. It's a different kind of warfare. This is the kind of warfare I'm talking about. I taught about it in the school of the apostles. Apostolic warfare is the kind of warfare that goes and evicts, dispossesses the current occupants, the demon powers of a land, drives them out and occupies that land for the glory of God. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Give us that apostolic grit. Give us the discernment. Give us the determination. Help us to see what we could not see before. And give us the wherewithal to keep on pressing. Give us the strategy. Like you gave Joshua. Give us the endurance. Like you gave Abraham. <laughs> Father, we thank you. We decree and declare that Jesus is Lord. And we command every demon power that is trying to rise up in our households in our workplaces, in our cities, in our ministries. We command you to bow in Jesus' name. Come on. We evict. We evict right now every demon power <laughs> from our household, from our workplace, from our ministries, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we speak to those who are holding captives, people, those demons, we say, loose them in Jesus' name. I'm wanting to go somewhere, and this is not a public prayer, so I will hold it back for my private prayer time. But I just saw something, and maybe some of you saw some things. And I hope that God has shown you some things, because there are some demons that need to get evicted from your midst, and some of them are in people. I said, there are some demons that need to get evicted from your Midst, and some of them are in people. That means if the demons don't go, the people are going to have to go. Because some people are used as an assignment of the enemy against what you're building, against your family, against your business, against your church, against your friendships. You ever had a best friend, a third person comes along, and all of a sudden there's strife in a relationship you've had for years? That person's an assignment. So if, the, if they're not going to get rid of the demon, they got to go. There are some demons in people that need to get evicted. If the person can't get free, you need to distance yourself proximally. They don't get proximity. 
Don't give demonized people who want to destroy your friendships and destroy your business and sabotage your ministry. Don't give them proximity to you. Jesus, that's a whole nother teaching. Come on. Come on. Demons, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but demons are in people. (laughs) And we evict them right now. Lord, we want to see your people set free because that's your heart. But Lord, if these people who have come as assignments from the enemy, if they don't want to get free, if we can't help them get free, if we're not equipped to help them walk in freedom, if they're better equipped by the devil to destroy what you've given us, then we are equipped by you to help that person get free. God, we evict them from our midst in Jesus' name. Sure. Some of you probably think I'm sounding mean. It's about a demon. You have to understand as you get savvier in the Lord, some people are assignments of the enemy. Some people did not come to be your friend with right motives. They came to use you. Some people, pastors, didn't come in your church to serve. They're Jezebels, and they're trying to tear down what you built. Some employees didn't come with all these skills to help you build their business. They're Absaloms. They just want to steal your clients. <laughs> they want to use your business to siphon off to build their own business. So, Father, give us discernment, because not everybody who looks like a rock star is a rock star. Some of them are demons in disguise. Help us to always love people, but hate the enemy. And to realize who you want us to connect with. And we pursue and subdue in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, I just saw something. Maybe some of you saw some things. There's just certain things. You got to put your foot down. Listen, you'll get what you tolerate. Are you listening to me? You listening, Anthony? You'll get what you tolerate. That's right, access denied. You'll get what you tolerate. If you tolerate Spirit of fear, spirit of fear will ruin your life. You got maybe people in your life who just speak fear to you all the time, always tell you why you can't do this and why you can't do that. And they're just fear. Maybe maybe it's time for you to back up. You don't have to cut off the relationship, but you can stop giving them your ear so they can sow fear into your ear. Amen. Some of you just need to realize that when you tolerate Jezebel, it opens up a portal of hell over your life. Some of you need to realize when you, you make best friends with Absalom, It ain't going to end well. So God loves people, but he hates demons. And here's the problem. Some people don't want to get free. They don't. They don't. Some people don't want to get free. I've tried to do deliverance on people, and and they're like, oh, uh, cast out this this, uh, spirit of fear for me. I got spirit of fear. I got spirit of rejection. And then here here I see addiction. No, no, no. I don't want to cast that out. I still enjoy smoking my cigarettes. What? You don't want to be free from the addiction? No, no. Cigarettes comfort me or alcohol, whatever. Some people don't want to be free. Jesus, you get what you tolerate. You get what you tolerate. Amen. Let me just put it this way. This will really make you mad. (laughs) I'm not trying to make you mad, but make the devil mad. You get, you deserve what you tolerate because you invited it in. We deserve what we tolerate because we're the ones that invited it in. The good news is you can still evict it. You can still evict it. And if you, you know, if you smoke cigarettes, I'm not against you. Don't take that the wrong way. I don't think you're going to go to hell for smoking cigarettes, but I don't think there's a smoking section in heaven. So eventually God is going to deliver you of that, even if it's when you get the new body in heaven. 
Amen. God is good all the time. Listen, I'm way over time. Get on my email list at jenniferleclair.org or text the word PROFIT to 555-888. You want to sow into the ministry, you can do that. Cash app is dollar sign Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the text to give 754-701-2161. Text the word PRAY. Amen. So God bless you all the time. God bless you. Hope to be back with you later. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.